When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Kevin Durant's not letting go. He wants out, told Josiah as much over the weekend, but the Nets don't appear to be budging. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, available as well on your smart speaker on the ESPN app and, of course, Sirius XM Channel 80, and this has been the big story since last night. Other stories have popped up today, including Serena Williams hinting at planning to retire after the U.S. Open, although not officially saying it in an article in Vogue magazine at Roquan Smith of the Bears, demanding a trade at Mackay Becton of the Jets, down with what could be a serious injury for the season. But Kevin Durant, once again, reiterating that he wants out of Brooklyn and in essence told Joe Sy it's either Sean Marks and Steve Nash or me. Either they go or I go. And Joe Sy tweeted out last night that he supports his front office and the Nets will do what is in the best interests of their organization. Chris, without bashing Kevin Durant, at this point, because frankly, it's just, it's just been done to death, right? It's well, good luck trying boring. to good. Well, here's the thing: good luck trying to talk about this without bashing Kevin Durant. Because it's it impossible to so, do. And it and seems so that, ridiculous. Just, you know, when, when I say that, Chris, it, to me, it's just more. It's not like I don't want to bash Kevin Durant. It's just boring. You know, it's it's honestly boring because Kevin Durant has this just massively, massively inflated sense of what he is capable of doing, even though he is one of the greatest players on the planet. And he, in essence, should be trying to fire himself if he has a problem with the front office and the coaching staff, because the front office and the coaching staff, from pillar to post, from day one in Brooklyn, from paying him to rehab from an injury that he had before he even got there for an entire season, they have given him $119 million. They have done everything he wanted. He's the guy that has been running the show. So well, if Colin, you want to get you want to get rid of the GM and the coach, get rid of yourself, which is what he's trying to do. Well, here's the thing. The Nets have ceded control of the franchise to KD and Kyrie, right? And, and I, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that they allowed Kevin Durant to rehab and foot the bill on that his first year in Brooklyn. But let's also remember that they had – a playoff coach in place in Kenny Atkinson and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided that wasn't good enough. Let's get rid of him and Mm -hmm. bring over Steve Nash. Well, why Steve Nash, a guy that has no experience as a head coach in the NBA? You know why? Because he had a pre-existing relationship with Kevin Durant from the Golden State Warriors. That's why. So they did that. Let's also talk about the fact that they gave Kevin Durant a contract extension before the start of this past season, Carlin, when he had played in a grand total of 47 games, playoffs included, the two years prior. 47 games. That's it. This guy's played in 90 total games over three years for the Brooklyn Nets. Carlin, 
He's missed 140. They, they, they went out and they were aggressive. They traded for James Harden, moved heaven and earth to the Houston Rockets to bring him over because Katie and Kyrie felt like that was going to be the missing piece to them competing for a championship, only to have to trade the guy a year after you got him because Katie was hurt and Kyrie Irving took a stance on not getting vaccinated. And James Harden said, I didn't sign up to play in Brooklyn with just me and nobody else. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just, it, Carlin, I struggle to understand how folks don't see the fingerprints of Kevin Durant on this situation and how it's devolved in Brooklyn over the course of the last two seasons. I, I don't understand how folks can't connect the dots when it comes to who was running the organization and then Sean Marks trying to take back some measure of control by giving Kyrie Irving and all of the rest of the players an ultimatum in terms of what he expects moving forward this offseason. I don't get that. I don't understand people that defend Kevin Durant's position because it just doesn't make any sense. How can you not have confidence in the direction of the franchise when you've had the most input in terms of where this team has been going? It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't. And if you want to talk about how he has felt about Steve Nash, this was not a year ago, not two years ago when he was hired. This this is April, after they lost in the postseason. I think he's done a great job. I mean, the last two years, he's been dealt a wild hand, you know, injuries, trades, disgruntled players, like guys in and out the lineup, uh, you know, stuff that he can't control. And I felt like, you know, he handled it as best as he could. So this is all just another ploy, another pawn in Kevin Durant's chess game here to force his way out. That's what Steve Nash is. That's what Sean Marks is. So what's next? Because now, are you going to go and hold your breath in the corner and throw a tantrum? Because you're already doing that. But if you're the Nets, you have to do what is in your best interest. And in no way is it in the Nets' best interest to trade him away for 50 or 60 cents on the dollar. I'm sorry that KD wants out and he's trying to do everything he can. You're not sorry, though. Why are you saying you're sorry? You're not sorry. You're not sorry. I'm sorry that KD is forcing his way out. He's not forcing his way anywhere right now, Carlin. He's not going anywhere. Well, he's trying to. Well, he can can try to. He can try to, but he's not going to be moved because there's no team out there that has the appetite to give the Brooklyn Nets what they're looking for for KD. What I'm and I don't think the KD Brooklyn is. Nets are being unre- unrealistic in terms of their overall asking price. No. Because we just saw what Rudy Gobert went for from Utah to Minnesota. And so go blame I, the Jazz for giving up five picks. You know, honestly, blame them. I, I'm sorry to Kevin Durant is what I mean. I'm sorry that you're not happy here, but I've done why everything you, I can why, for but, you. But why, why are you saying you're sorry he's not happy here when he created this situation? It's just a figure of speech in saying this to him if I'm Joe Psy. It's like, hey, you're happy. You're not happy. I'm, not, I'm sorry about that. But there's nothing I can do because I've done everything I can possibly do. No, if I'm, if I'm Joe Psy, I'm sorry that I decided I was going to pay you $150 million for playing in what amounts to 90 games? That, that, that's the part that I'm sorry about. Yeah. I mean, because I got sold a bill of goods when we recruited you guys in free agency as to what this would be. And I told my general manager and Sean Marks to go in a different direction than what the Brooklyn Nets had been building toward, Carlin. Think about this. The Nets had a playoff team off of guys that were cast-offs, cast-offs and young up-and-comers. 
Think about it, man. You had D'Angelo Russell, resurrected his career, turned him into an all-star. You had Karis LeVert. You had Jared Allen, who is now an all-star. You moved on from all of those guys. Dinwiddie. You moved on from all of those guys in order to build a team around Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and these guys have yet to reward that confidence that you've had in them with doing high-level winning. I don't understand why Kevin Durant all of a sudden wants out. Here's the thing, Carlin. When we look at Sean Mark's career as the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, would you say the guy knows what he's doing? Yeah. He brought the Brooklyn Nets out of purgatory, which was that Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce trade, and made them relevant again with very few assets. And then got them into a position where it made Brooklyn an attractive destination for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So now, all of a sudden, you don't have confidence that those guys can put the requisite pieces in place in order for you to do high-level winning. No, that can't be. That can't be why KD wants out. We all should know why he wants out. This stuff didn't start with him demanding a trade until Sean Marks got up there at a press conference and said, "You know what." We don't like what happened with Kyrie Irving over the past two years. We're going to start holding all of our players accountable. You need to be available. You might have things that you're passionate about, but those passions can't supersede the best interests of the team, which is essentially what happened with Kyrie Irving. And Kevin Durant, as the best player, has a role in holding everybody accountable and getting people to buy into what the leadership of the organization is trying to get done. And Kevin Durant failed to do that job. So as great as he was on the court, him not holding Kyrie Irving accountable undermined the potential of what the Brooklyn Nets could be. Well, and you could say, and you can try to say that's not his job, but guess what? When you're the best player on the team, all of that falls at your feet. Because we're not talking about Kyrie Irving's legacy when the Brooklyn Nets are falling short. You know who we're talking about? We're talking about KD's legacy. Yeah. Kyrie's legacy is already what it is. And that he hit a huge shot to win a championship, and other than that, has been a giant pain in the butt in the league. Uh, And he's a great player. There's no getting around. He's a great player. But as far as Durant's concerned, he has turned and trusted the wrong guy. And I brought this up last week. I'll bring it up again. I go to the captain, the Jeter six-part series that's going on right now on ESPN. Oh, I thought you were talking about Captain Phillips. The part well, where he it's says, that too. I, I, I had a captain now. <laughs> it's both of those things. Number one, just to show you exactly how Jeter knew what he was doing and Durant doesn't, loyalty one way is stupidity. And Kevin Durant has been loyal to Kyrie Irving, and it's led to stupidity. And, and just why would you be loyal in one direction to somebody that has done nothing to be loyal in return? And then secondly, he he has tried to say, I'm the captain now. The problem is he can't seem to get the wheel away from the guy that spent, what, a couple of billion dollars to buy the franchise. Well, here's the other thing, Carlin. Kevin Durant is going into his age 34 season and is under contract for four more years. Stop me when you explain how he has leverage in this situation to dictate to the Brooklyn Nets what they should do regarding his basketball future. He has none, and that's why he did what he did this weekend. 
All right. He's so, trying to play he, every single card that he's got, but unfortunately, you know, he's got the deuce of spades with that card the other day. No, nah, he ain't got no spades. He got clubs and hearts in his hand. I'm he playing got poker. No, you're playing he spades. He ain't got no spades, cuz. He ain't got you're no spades. You're playing spades. I'm playing poker. I'm sorry. Nah, he ain't got no spades, though. He got clubs <laughs> and hearts in that hand, and they low clubs and hearts, too. I, I, I You know, it's funny. We just started this segment saying – we're going to not bash Kevin Durant. We just did it for nine minutes. You can't talk about this topic without bashing KD. You can't. You can't, man. It's it's hard to do. Uh, it's can't like, take it's hard to, I, I just don't. Here's the thing, Carlin. I know there are a lot of people that want to defend Kevin Durant because he's a great basketball player. None of our criticisms are on the actual player, what Kevin Durant does on the court. Nope. We're criticizing his leadership intangibles. We're criticizing his lack of awareness when it comes to what the real problems are within Brooklyn. And I think a lot of it is because he's biased in that his best friend, one of his best friends in Kyrie Irving, has been the genesis of a lot of the shortcomings for Brooklyn. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, a major injury in the AFC East and an all-pro defensive player announced this morning he wants to be traded. We'll fill you in when we continue on. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. And Carlin on ESPN Radio. Brutal news for the Jets last night as Mekhi Becton suffered a knee injury. It is the same knee that he had surgery on, and he apparently uh, not only suffered some damage to uh, the knee, but also the patella tendon in there. So this is a little bit of a dicey situation, and it sounds like they are going to be without him for a while. Uh, Joe Douglas, in an interview this morning, said uh, that he is certainly looking into Dwayne Brown, that he's in excellent shape, and some things are moving in that direction. But when you hear um, the coach, Robert Sala, say something like, well, we feel sick for him, that that tells you he's going to be gone for a while. And, and Chris, this is just a, 
it's a crushing blow, not just for the Jets, but obviously for Becton and his hopes for his career too here. There's no question about it. And Makai Becton posted on social media just 30 minutes ago, Carlin, and it sounded quite ominous, man. It's one of those things that you worry about because it feels like this is going to be something that, that keeps him out for a while. This is what he had to say on Instagram. He said, everything happens for a reason. I know God and my grandma got me up there. I just know it. Trust. And he said, I'm st- hashtag, I'm still him. So I, I just it feels like it's setting up for the Jets to have to spend a significant portion of uh, the season without Makai Becton. And you wonder if you're ever going to see the version of Makai Becton that Gang Green got in his rookie season when he was one of the most dominant linemen in the entire National Football League. When you start talking about 350-pound-plus guys having patellar tendon injuries, patellar tendon tear, patellar tendon rupture, Carlin, I'm worried about this guy's career. I I don't know that we're ever going to see the dominant version of Makai Becton. We'll see what happens with the diagnosis of the injury, but I can say this, when it comes to patellar tendon injuries – you usually don't see players get back to what they once were. Man, you hear that and you just, I I feel terrible for him because if he goes out and has a big year this year, then he's talking about the big contract and he had drawn so much criticism for not being in shape, but showed up in shape and apparently was having a pretty good camp so far. But then that happens. Then to the Bears this morning, Roquan Smith has officially requested a trade. He put out a statement uh, to Bears Nation, so to speak, uh, upset that uh, the current uh, management, as he put it, does not believe he's valued where he should be. And it kind of feels like this is where they were trying to force this to go. Because the Bears, as we've talked about, have not spent so much money this offseason to improve right away. This feels like more of a... They don't want to use the word rebuild, but retool. Chris, I mean, I I think the Bears wanted this. I think the Bears wanted him to get to the point where he didn't want to be there so they didn't have to pay him when they are not ready to go and win in the short term. This would be a whole lot different if the Bears really felt like they had a chance to win and Smith was going to be a big part of that uh, in the short term, and that's clearly not the case. Yeah, Carlin, per Ian Rappaport from NFL Media, the Bears' contract offer to Roquan Smith was backloaded. It didn't make him the highest-paid linebacker in actual salary, and there were proposed de-escalators in his contract that aren't in any of the 94 non-quarterbacks contracts who are making $15 million plus per year. So... It's clear that the Chicago Bears had a take-it-or-leave-it position when it came to Roquan Smith. He decided he's going to leave that right there, and I think that ultimately opens the door to him leading the franchise. But my question to the Bears is this. If you're not going to pay a 25-year-old all-pro at at middle linebacker, who the hell are you going to pay? It doesn't make sense. I don't think they're going to pay anybody until they have to right now. Well, he's one of the very best players at his position. I I just, at some point, you have to have cornerstones that you're going to build around. I mean, see, this is what I I totally agree with this. Roquan Smith is 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 one of those guys that 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 you would do that. I mean, the guy has all pro potential, Carlin. That's how good he is. He's a team. He's he's a special. That's what I'm saying. He's a special player. So I, I don't get that part of it. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like this is exactly where Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus want to go, push the hard reset on the franchise, strip it down to the studs, and get as much draft capital as you can so you can bring your guys into the program. I just feel like that's a mistake 
when you're trying to develop a franchise quarterback in the process. And Chris, you're you're so right. You hit on something there that just gets lost. And remember earlier this offseason when we were talking about uh, trading away DK Metcalf if you're the Seattle Seahawks, and they didn't do it, and they signed him to a new deal. And why did they do it? Well, they may not win this year. They may not win next year. But they realize that DK Metcalf is a special level of player that you can't guarantee you're going to get in any draft picks that you get in return. You can't guarantee it. And you'd rather have him be there, especially when he's 24, 25 years old. Roquan Smith is 25 years old. Why would you not want him to be? He's not 29. He's not 30. He's 25. He's got a bright future ahead of him. I don't understand when, what do the Bears have? Something like $18 million under the cap still to work with mm-hmm. right now. Why you wouldn't do that because you want to establish, hey, this is a guy that we value at a high level. And we've, we've talked ad nauseum about how they haven't brought in help for Justin Fields on offense. We heard from Dan Graziano that they are saying they're very high on him. But as much as they don't want to use the word rebuild, that's nothing more than a PR spin uh, on their part. Because well, yeah, the they're doing they're they're, they're doing a better job than tanking than the Miami Dolphins did in twenty. They really are, Chris. That, that, they're basically they're basically tanking by by personnel. We're going to get rid of all of the viable players, all of the guys that are quality starters that we have on this team, so we guarantee ourselves to have a top draft pick next year. That's essentially what they're doing. The only thing that I wonder about that approach is where does it leave Justin Fields? And if you do have a top draft pick next year in a quarterback rich draft. Are you going to pass on one of those guys and stay with Justin Fields and still have that question mark on whether or not he's your guy? It becomes a matter of opportunity cost. The cost of passing on one of those guys versus what you got in Justin Fields. And I don't know that this regime would be willing to do that. So it seems like an unfair spot for Justin Fields to be in going into year two. And and, and Carlin, that, that's, that's a scary proposition if you're a Chicago Bears fan. Because you just wonder what kind of message the franchise is sending to the guys in the locker room. If you're not going to pay Roquan Smith, a guy that is one of the very best at his position, then who are you ultimately going to pay? Think about that messaging to the locker room. You can play well. You can be an all-pro. That doesn't mean we're going to pay you or compensate you accordingly. That's That's a sad place to be. Everybody in the locker room knows what they're looking at when they watch Roquan Smith. They know. And, and so it's a great point on your part. And last part about it, I, I just to tie in a little action to it, okay? <laughs> I don't like, just from a karma standpoint, betting against people, right? When I'm going to bet, just from a karma standpoint, I like to bet for people. I'm not going to lie. The Bears at 10-1 to 1 right now to finish with the worst record of the NFL – is calling me. Oh, you go fade the Bears. I like it. Fade the Bears. I mean, we talk about like there's a difference between fading and just flat out betting against it, and and betting for a team to finish with the worst record in the league is absolutely betting against somebody. I will actively root for them to lose every week, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. But ten to one, Chris. 10 to 1? I mean, that's a pretty good value. I'm a big Car- value guy. Carlin, that's value. Justin Fields got sacked 58 times last year. 
And I love Justin Fields. That's the other thing, too. I love him. I think I he's going to be I great. I worry about what kind of beating he's going to take I this know. year. I know. They're going to they're gonna let the career get knocked out of him. I mean, I've listen, I've heard about this happening before with quarterbacks. One of my former teammates, David Carr, had the career knocked out of him his first year with the Texans yep. when he was sacked 76 times. He never was able to realize his potential because of that. I feel like that's the direction that the Chicago Bears are going with Justin Fields, and it just doesn't feel right. Well, I may as well make a little money off it. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Maybe I am a bad guy. You are. You're a bad guy. Good teammate, bad guy. Good teammate, bad guy. You know what it is? I'm I'm starting. You're making me look in the mirror more and more every day, and I don't really like what I see. (laughs) Did you like what you see before that? Well, no. But I left that to everybody else. Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment count like this one. Fade the Bears for the season. Make it happen, Captain. Up next, we've got more NFL to get to, including the Achilles heel of each contender and if they can overcome it. Bubba will be involved. That's all you need to know. Plus, the great Olivia Newton-John and her influence on the NFL and my partner. That's on the way in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. The big news of the day, Serena Williams, not officially retiring, but in an article in Vogue, hinting that the U.S. Open may be her last. Here's some of the quotes just real quick. I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from playing tennis. My husband and I have hardly talked about it. It's like a taboo topic. I can't even have the conversation with my mom and dad. It's not like it's real until you say it out loud. It comes up, I get an uncomfortable lump in my throat, and I start to cry. The only person I've ever uh, really gone there 
with it is my therapist. One thing I'm not going to do is sugarcoat this. I know a lot of people are excited and look forward to retiring, and I really wish that I felt that way. Uh, But she said in an Instagram post with the Vogue cover, now the countdown has begun. She, of course, tore her hamstring in last year's Wimbledon, lost in the first round this year when she came back. Chris, there's no other way to put it. I I still feel like she doesn't get the credit that she deserves when you Mm. consider 23 major championships, 23 Grand Slam championships. Yeah. And second all time to 24 uh, for Mary Court. But, I mean... Honestly, can can we just take a step back and appreciate that for a second? Well, it's hard to appreciate the gravity of what she's done, Carlin, because tennis is more of a niche sport when you compare it to the other major professional team sports in North America. Even when you compare it to golf, it, it just seems like it's not as mainstream. And so I don't think people have the full appreciation for what Serena Williams has done and what she's meant to the sport and what she's meant to the culture. So I, I, I can understand why it could be hard to grasp you know, her impact. But, Carlin, you brought up something in our pre-show meeting, and I just couldn't believe it. But when you start talking about her, her Grand Slam wins, she's got 23 Grand Slam wins. Yeah. Compare that to Tiger Woods, who's got 15 major championship wins. Like, yeah. like think about that. And Tiger is one of the most dominant golfers ever. So, yeah. I, I just, it just, it, you know, you can make the argument – that she is one of the most dominant athletes that we've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, mean, she's in the conversation, just like Michael Jordan is in the conversation, just like Tom Brady is in the conversation. She's right up there with them, but I don't know that people will give her the credit that she deserves, will give her her just due because because of the sport that she plays. Exactly, And, and it does not get the respect that even if it did in like the early 80s and the 70s and such, but, I mean, that, that's true gladiator right there. That's one-on-one for three and a half, four hours sometimes. And she's been absolutely unbelievable. I said Mary Court. It's Margaret Court. She's just one shy all time of Margaret Court with 24 majors. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. I, I have to tell you, I was really sad when I saw the news yesterday that Olivia Newton-John had passed away at age 73. Uh, probably my first crush when I was like 10 and saw Grease on TV for the first time. I would probably, yeah. I think you're, dating, you're dating yourself a little bit, but okay. Well, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm not 60. 
I mean, you know, I'm not pretty close. Am I right? Yeah, you're not young. (laughs) I'm not 50 either. Okay. And (laughs) but what I would say is that, like, what an amazing career she had. But what I did not know was the impact that she had on you. Well, here's the thing. Up until about four years ago, I had no idea who Olivia Newton-John was. Oh, but right, because I forgot four, you're 22. Yeah, but four, <laughs> well, well, four, I'm, I'm still in my 30s. I'm still holding on. But here's what I'll say. Four years ago is when I met my future wife, Melanie Richards, and she's a huge fan of the movie Grease. It's one of her favorite movies of all time. She's made me watch it 511 times. Mm-hmm. So that's when I came to know Olivia Newton-John um, through my relationship with my fiancé. But I didn't realize that I knew Olivia Newton-John without knowing her because at training camp, we used to always sing the song, Let's Get Physical, right before (laughs) 9 on 7. And for those of you that don't know what 9 on 7 is, it's the inside run drill that teams do at the beginning of practice, and it's a really, really physical drill. So we used to always joke about it because nobody actually likes doing inside run drill. Players hate it. But we try to make light of it, try to have fun with it. And so we would sing the song, let's get physical, physical. There you go. There you go. So what you guys, So what you guys didn't know is that it's absolutely appropriate to play it this time of year because guys are going through that in 9 on 7 in training camp. Absolutely. And my 9 on 7, Carlin, just for context, was extra physical because I was going up against Larry Allen and Flozell Adams, which is 700 pounds of man. My Could guess you... is singing Olivia Newton-John wasn't helping you there. No, it wasn't helping me there. Those double teams that I'd have to play against those guys, those double team blocks, man, forget about it, dude. Oh, my Lord. Forget about it. That must have been brutal. The best thing that I could hope for was make a pile. Just make a pile. If those two guys try to double team block you, just drop down and make a pile. And, Carlin, I actually did that one time, and these dudes picked me up when I tried to drop down to a knee. They picked me up (laughs) and carried me 10 yards downfield and dumped me on my back. And and then I saw Larry Allen start seawalking. I I couldn't believe it. To see a 350-pound man seawalk is is unbelievable. But anyway, um, that's when I started to question whether or not I belonged in the National Football League. I can understand. And and I'm just trying to picture – those two guys picking you up, who, by the way, you're not exactly Rudy in the drills, you know, at Notre right. Dame. You're 6'8 no. 330. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, can't but then Larry Allen, Larry Allen bench press is 700 pounds, so you can understand. Yeah, I guess I guess all of a sudden that makes it a little bit more palatable. Yeah. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing. You can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web gem, and every walk-off. With Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. And by the way, you know, as I said, I saw it on TV. I didn't see it in a theater. It was years later after it came out. Many, many, many years after it came out. Oh, uh, don't try to walk it back, big fella. 
Uh, you know, I'm just telling the is, truth. The milk is already spilled. The lamp is already broken. It's a wrap. Tia <laughs> Carlin in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com. Just one of the great football writers we have at ESPN.com went through all of the contenders and the teams that are the betting favorites in the NFL to win a championship. And he pointed out what their Achilles heel in trying to win a title could be. So Bubba is going to bring us in and name the teams. And Bubba, we will name what that Achilles heel is. Is that accurate? That is the plan. All right. So let's make it happen. You go ahead. Lead the way. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills, who right now, according to Caesars, are the number one team to win it all at plus 600. But what is their Achilles heel? Go ahead, Canty. I'm going to say their offensive line slash run game. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I would say probably their run game, even though Singletary was good at times last year. Who did they – they brought in the young guy. James Cook from Georgia. James Cook, thank you, who's had a very good uh, camp reportedly. But I would still say probably their run game. Bubba? That is correct. That is what Barnwell said. He said their guard position, so offensive line as well. Well, you're, you're grading us on a curve there. I'll take it, but, you know. Didn't say specifically guard, but that's yeah, that's the thing though. They they did bring over Roger Saffold. They've got Roger Saffold. Cody Ford is there. I just I don't know if I. You know, I mean, I guess if you're you're nitpicking when you're talking about a team that's returning a top five offense and a top five defense, right? Yeah, I guess that's what it has to be. Yeah, I think so. All next. right, next up we'll do the Rams. They had a pretty good season last year. This year, their fifth best odds to win it all at plus. 1200 according to Caesars. So what is their Achilles heel? Well, right now, for me, I very much buy into the Matthew Stafford situation as being a big deal. So I'm going to say health at quarterback is their Achilles heel at the moment. I'm very worried about that. I'm going offensive line once again for 200, Alex. All right, yeah, he said you could make a case for Matt Stafford, but he's going besides quarterback. He said it's running back. Running back. Cam Akers is back, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Um, Is he going to be as explosive as he was before? I I would think so. It was an Achilles, right? So it's not like you can't come back from that. And they drafted Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, and they have Daryl Henderson. Henderson. So Running back, okay. All right. All right. Next. All right, next up we'll do the Dallas Cowboys. And Caesars has them ninth best odds to win it all at plus 2,000. That's a real great bet there. I mean, that's pretty much a lock. Win some money. So what is their Achilles heel? I don't know. I mean, do they even have one? I don't know. Uh, really, oh, no, they have one. must have been tough for him to find one here for the Cowboys. They, ha- but they have one. They have character, one. mental toughness, the owner. Wow. You, I need he- a half hour. The, I mean, the head coach. <laughs> we can start there. But here's what uh, he's I'll a say. Super, on, super Bowl champion. Next. On, on, yeah, I've won a Super Bowl more recently than Mike McCarthy. So let's just put that out there. Um, I'm going to go defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go with the head coach, as a matter of fact, for the Cowboys. Neither are correct. The wow. correct answer, which I probably would agree with after how terrible last year was, is kicker. 
kicker. Oh, yeah. That's their that, that, that kicker. And that kicker battle in training camp is not going Yeah, exactly. And it's already, it's already going it's poorly. It's god-awful. <laughs> Zerline yeah. killed us last year, and it's not going well this year. Yeah. Kicker. I mean, yeah. the Cowboys, not great. listen. All right. It's not great, I know. But do you think kicker's going to ultimately decide whether or not they make it uh, to, to the Super Bowl for once? Yes. I, I think it could. Absolutely. I don't think it will. Okay. Next. All right, next up are the Eagles. They are uh, outside the top 10, but they are plus 2,500 to win it all, according to Caesars. So who you got for their Achilles heel? Uh, I'm going to go safety for the Eagles. Um, They've done a good job at at corner. I I think I would go with safety right now. I'm going to go linebacker. Even with Nicobe Dean in there. Okay. I'm going uh, linebacker. How about that? Their Achilles heel is linebackers and safeties. Hello. 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 We're both right. Got it. Hello. Hello. Love it. Love Two it. Achilles heel for the Eagles. That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but they're only going to win the division, Bubba. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good one. Next. Next up, let's see, we have the Broncos. And the Broncos are, are, let's see, they are out. Oh, no, they're number eight. They're eighth best odds to win it all at plus 1,600. So, who you got for the Broncos' Achilles heel this year? Look at me. Bubba's weaving in the who you got here, too. I mean, he's he's all over the map. He's a big who you got kind of guy. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, I would go with the Broncos... I would probably say, are they going to be as effective running the ball this year? <laughs> With that running back tandem? Mm. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll i go linebacker on defense. Yeah, I'm going to go off the ball linebacker as well. Linebacker is correct. Hello. Right. Linebacker yes. is their Achilles heel, according to Bill Barnwell. I All absolutely right. love it. Excellent. Excellent. Next. Next up is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they are, let's see, they are, where are the Ravens? Plus 2,200 to win it all. What is their Achilles heel this year? I actually like those odds for the Baltimore Ravens, too. Uh, that doesn't sound doesn't sound too bad. Um, yeah, we were talking am, about earlier, but what did you say? Ryan Clark's sleeper team to win it all? Yeah, I like those odds for the Baltimore Ravens. I am going to go with... For the Baltimore Ravens, edge pass rush. Uh, I will go uh, wide receiver for the Ravens. The Achilles heel is pass rush. Hello! Hello! But, I mean, the the wide receiver position is a concern, is it not? I mean, I I like Rashad They don't throw the ball. (laughs) They throw it to their tight ends. That's what they're there for. (laughs) They drafted I, two tight ends in the fourth round, and they already got two quality tight ends. I, I understand, but they look. I like Rashad Bateman. I do think that's a little bit of a concern. All right, next. All right, next up, we got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, their odds right now are plus twenty five hundred. So, who you got for their quarterback? Achilles heel, right? <laughs> right. Quarterback. I mean, it has to be Deshaun Watson. All right. Well, let's let's leave the quarterback aside. Like, not oh, quarter, count, so quarterback, not quarterback. right? Oh, yeah, not counting because yeah, that would clearly be number one. So leaving that aside, what are we putting as the Achilles heel? I'm going defensive tackle. Uh, 
I'm going to go. It's going to sound odd. I'm going to go receiver. Wide receiver is correct. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That is how you they, do it. Didn't they just trade for Amari Cooper? They did, I mean, they but who do they have guy? beyond Amari Cooper? Do you love Donovan Peoples-Jones? I like Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I like Anthony Schwartz as a deep threat. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. See, I they, just they got... went from a depth perspective there. It didn't feel great, and Landry's gone. So that's yeah, and they got Jakeem Grant as a returner. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. All right. All right. I'm not as worried at receiver as, as you might be. Okay. We got time for one last one. One more. The Colts plus 2,500 according to the Colts, according to the Caesars. Who you got as their Achilles heel? Oh, wide receiver. By, by a country mile. Uh, yeah, I would tend to agree. That is correct. WR. <laughs> That's right. See, we didn't do too badly there. We didn't do too badly there at all. Yeah, no, I think it was pretty good. I think we it's all agree. Great... Cowboys have no Achilles heel. Got it. I just pulled it up. We hadn't looked. And it's a good in-depth read at ESPN.com that Bill Barnwell has got up there. And I'm telling you, I come at it today. Roquan Smith wants out. Bears, worst record in the league, 10-1. to 1. Jump on board. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.